Welcome to Thunderwolf Podcast. So I meet a lot of people doing podcasts. Uh, just last episode, I had a fish walk into the studio. I asked him what he wanted to drink, and he said, water. <laughs> We're here in the so alternate bedroom studio. I'm Jacob. Uh, Shane and our producer have the day off today, and we're going to fly through the night. We are going to talk today about the idea of what is comedy. With some guests I'm very excited to have here, uh, my podcast muses, as we said before the episode, Paige Smith, a longtime friend, one of the people I went to see in Colorado just a few weeks ago I talked about, and someone who originally inspired me to get into podcasts. Hello, Paige. Hello. And Lexi... Madrid, a comedian who is in the Indianapolis comedy scene doing work now, also a producer of Let's Comedy, who, uh, before I actually had Thunderbolt Podcast or got into uh, <laughs> podcasting, had a full episode with me at the Metro, wasn't it? Yeah, I think, I think it was. So, yeah. About what being a comedian is like, and now she's here on the podcast. So Yay. nice to have you both here. This is a little different than normal. Yeah, I like that page. Every time yeah. I listen to the beginning intro song of your podcast, mm-hmm. I do the exact same dance. <laughs> Every time? And I'm in this car and I go, like, you can't, nobody can see this, but I basically just move my head left to right and a very serious face yeah. as I glare. You guys can't see ahead. it, but I'm seeing it in person and it's pretty cool. It's pretty magical. Yeah. Like, we don't normally do dances when Shane and I do it. So this is a new experience yeah, for yeah. me. Yeah. I, re- I really like the audition. We're dancing a lot. We're dancing a lot. There'll be we're nonstop it, dancing. Yeah. We'll take dance breaks as well. I always yeah. need to shake it out with a good dance. Yeah. A good shake. So we're going to talk actually about dancing today. Oh, yeah. Uh, Switch up. Yeah, forget Sick. the uh, comedy cool. bit. Started with the robot for me. So how I met Paige some years ago. Um, how many years have we known each other now? I was just thinking about this the other day. I think that it has been almost six years. It was weird. I was in the shower and I was trying to like break. Down. Oh, and sh- you were thinking. I was in the shower thinking about uh, <laughs> when we met. <laughs> no, I was good in the podcast shower already. about like um, TCC where we worked and mm-hmm. when I started. I was just thinking about my life, which I do all the time in the shower. Yeah. I'm really breaking it down. Um, but I'm pretty sure it's been almost six years that we've known each other, and we met. Through work. Yep. Um, Jacob worked at the Newcastle. Um, I've never actually Verizon told store. anyone oh, that shoot. before. Do you not oh. want to? Uh, oh. Well, it's, it's here now. Okay. And it's All out right. the back. <laughs> All right. Okay. You, is, it, is it okay superstar. if I continue? Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Keep going. So the TCC Verizon store um, in Newcastle, and he had worked there for a couple months. I said well, it twice then. Okay. A couple months. TCC Newcastle. What is time. comedy? <laughs> Rule of three, and that's happens. why we're here. Go ahead, Paige. Yeah, Newcastle TCC. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> one more time for the crowd. Newcastle TCC. All right, sick. Um, but I think that's an that's too many times. Um, but anyway, start. We you were already there for a couple months, and then I ended up coming for an interview, got a job, and that's initially how we met. We hit it off like right away. Yeah, I think. I could be wrong. No, we did. We did. You were just like, there was, acting like he, we weren't. Space is <laughs> <were>, like, <laughs> sure. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm in podcast mode, you so I'm just right. listening. Very serious. Yeah. I've never seen you in this mode before, so. Um, but yeah, no, and we hit it off right away. Me, you, and a guy named Adam, who is now dead. Um, <laughs> it's not funny, Lex. He's, he's a goner. <laughs> but <laughs> what is comedy? <laughs> I think Adam would have laughed at that joke. Sick. I think he would have. I think he sure. would have. Um, and then me and Jacob just became super close real yes. quick. And 
six, almost six years later, we are. I, you're one of my best friends. My very best. Oh my friend. god! Thank you. Cute. That is my really very cute. best guy friend. Oh, <laughs> how about that? So you and I have known each other for a long time now. Mm-hmm. Um, when we worked together, uh, we did bits and things together. Verizon TCC, just to be sure, in Newcastle. We did ridiculous things together, and one of our managers at the time had said, hey, you guys, have you ever thought about doing a podcast together? And I, no. No, I hadn't thought about that, but that sounds pretty cool. And as life... I what a podcast was. No, no, six years ago, I wasn't into I, it I at all. I had no idea. I was like, what's that? I knew of somebody named Joe who did <laughs> them or something, bummer. and that was all I knew about them. Um, so we never did a podcast. Uh, this is the first time that we have sat down to do this, which is pretty cool. So uh, that's our background. And Lexi, I met hey. you through Paige. How did yeah. you guys meet? Yeah, Physically yeah, yeah. Cool. through me. <laughs> Physically through yeah. Paige. No, uh, the way that me and Paige met, oh, Lord. Um, I actually will tell you the exact story. I uh, actually don't know this. Yeah, I it's like a that. fun story. I know it because I was there. It's but. a fun story. Yeah, you were there. <laughs> um, no, the fun story, uh, we have a mutual friend named Abby. Mm-hmm. Uh, Abby's a great person. And we actually had a f- mutual friends named Tyus. And Tyus said, hey, it's Abby's birthday. And I was like, cool, let's go. And so... Uh, <laughs> Long story short, I was in the car with Paige for the first time, and uh, <laughs> Paige was a bitch. She was <laughs> awful. Uh, she was super... <laughs> and she didn't stop then, if <laughs> no, I'm no. right. <laughs> but, like, I didn't understand the dynamic between her and Abby. So, like, as a person was, like, the outside uh-huh. person, seeing you guys together, I was like, this is... An awful friend. Like, she's so mean. Paige is the awful friend at this time? Yeah. Okay. Like, I was with Abby and Abby. Like, if you know anything about Abby, shout out to Abby. Hey, what's up, girl? Uh, no, Abby's, like, super sweet and, and, like, very calm. Sometimes, actually. I should. True colors have come out since. True colors. Anyways, long story <laughs> short, Paige was driving. And <laughs> Paige was, like, uh, Abby was, like, trying to navigate where to go. And Paige was, like, Tell me where the fuck to go. I don't know where the fuck to go. We like, don't. Okay. Sorry. Hey, then, real fast. We don't cuss on the show. We don't. Okay. No, I'm totally kidding. Keep okay. going. <laughs> I was going to say, we're going to have a hard time. <laughs> I am not right. So you're in the car. Yeah, we're in the car and Paige is being a bitch. That's being... the end of the story, really. <laughs> That's a great story. Paige is just, I, I remember like her being uh, super rude towards Abby, but not in a way that was like Abby. Was this a few like days rude. ago? It was like that you. No, it was like years. <laughs> no, it was years. And Paige has been the same ever. But it's not like a rude uh, situation. Well, it it's rude. Yeah, it's it's, ru- it's more of like a. It comes from love, and I always felt we're that way. Sisters, we're not right. Just best friends, right? And yeah. in my defense. <laughs> in my defense nobody knows what leads up to those moments when yeah. I freaked out on Abby <laughs> or enough. the tension prior or how she can push my buttons on purpose. what I was gonna say is like originally like when I met you like uh, what I liked about that whole situation is like even though you were being rude it's like it was clearly a situation where like you and Abby had had that friendship mm-hmm. and that niceness and like that you could be rude and mean 
and she knew it wasn't like coming from a place of like it's just how i talk yeah and if yeah. anything it shows you that i'm the most comfortable with abby because i right. feel comfortable yeah. to be like cut the shit like yeah where's for the, sure. what's the fucking direction for sure when yeah. uh when she so listens to this episode what do you think she'll say Does she, is she gonna like this um yeah, for sure. Yeah, because it's painting her out to be a total uh, uh, nice person. Yeah, like <laughs> she's like everyone knows pages just like I've always thought it. Hi, Abby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's gonna always been. No, but that was a cool. I I think that's why when I originally met Paige in that environment, it was really cool for me because, like you said, like you and Abby, I could tell immediately that you were like that because you guys had such mm-hmm. a good relationship, and I was like, oh, that's cool. Because I'm the same way, where I'm like, I, I can be annoyed with you right in your face, but it doesn't mean I don't love you to yeah. the end of the day. We were actually, Jacob and I, in the car ride earlier, we're just talking about how the three of us have super similar, um, like, sense of humor. Three of us. Uh, me, us, us three, three uh, actually. You, Jacob, me. Me. As Lexi, far as, Paige. Lexi, Lexi Jacob. Paige, Jacob. <laughs> as far as um, our sense of humors and just the dryness of it and the sarcasm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And how some people, yeah. is most people, before they get to know you or just like in the first session, think, you know, Jacob's dick, I'm a bitch, you're a little, right. you know what I mean? Right. But at the same time, different. Yeah. Like, w- we're this, we have similar At the end of the day, if you humors, really know us, like, then you, you know, we're pretty fucking genuine people yeah exactly yeah Yeah, but also like don't mistake this because i (laughs) probably don't like you (laughs) yeah lexi's pretty crazy actually uh we 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 had talked about that though and it kind of formulated the thought of what is comedy like why is it that we have a particular style Mm -hmm. how does that come where does that come from um which goes a little bit into what you and i had talked about lexi the first time we had this conversation as i said at the metro um was that the? I think that was the first night I'd met you. I think so. <laughs> I like what that we both just went. <laughs> <laughs> what? I'm pretty sure it was, and there was a group, and we. I feel we, like that wasn't the first time I met you, but it was probably the first time we had, had like talked. a serious conversation. Yeah, it was definitely at Metro in the back patio. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. It was. Yeah, it yeah. was one of the first way, times, first yes. or second, then. Yeah, but. It was the first time I did find out that you were a comedian. Well, yeah, because I think you asked me like genuine questions and I was like pretty excited that you asked me like genuine questions. Yeah, the the conversation, I remember, uh, what was the night? The night... The night was good. We had gone downtown, and mm-hmm. then we were at the metro, mm-hmm. relaxing, ending the night, having a few drinks Hanging at the end. Out, yeah, having a good time. And yeah. I remember, not to go into drama, but something happened, and the the mood of the room outside shifted. <laughs> and then you and <laughs> you and I, Lexi, kind of pulled off to the side from the yeah. table, and then we yeah. had that conversation, and yeah. that's where you're a comedian. That's really cool. And I think the first thing I had said, or one of the first, that got me talking to you about this and and reaching that, uh, like a, having a podcast scenario, that kind of conversation, it right. became, um, I don't know, uh, an interview. Yeah. And I think sure. I had said yeah. to you, uh, how many bits do you have? Right. Which wasn't the right way to ask it. <laughs> right. But then I also but I said, learned. I also said, like, it's so cool that you asked it in that way. Yeah. Because it's very clearly a situation where you're like, you're not in comedy, so you don't know how right. to no ask idea. it. No right? idea. Exactly. Which 
which is what sparked that conversation for yep. us because that was Jacob, so fun. I've had a similar situation with Lexi before. I don't. I don't even remember like how I asked. I think I said like comedy act or something. Yeah, and you. Something I remember stupid. something so <laughs> stupid. But I like. I don't know. Fucking like, idiot. I know, but that's fun. It's fun yeah. for me to say you're stupid, but you're really not. Yeah. Like don't a lot of people. Smart. Like yeah. Um. But all right. I, <laughs> But I said, like, comedy act or something, and you, like, laughed, like, oh, stupid girl. <laughs> like, no, but you were still, no. like, sweet about it afterwards. You're, like, uh, you, like, you joked around, like, you would do at first were an asshole. Yeah. And then you were, like, no, but honestly, like, just the fact that you're, like, asking and intrigued. And, yeah, like, yeah. you want to learn. And you, you, like, you don't think you know everything. Like, you know you messed up how you just asked. Right. Because right. when I asked, I was, like, comedy act? Yeah. Act? Like, oh, an act? Do you have an act? Which, when you corrected me, you said that it's not... Don't think about it in having bits. Like yeah. I, I was looking at it you as said, the idea how of many inventory. Bits do you have? Yes. And I was like, okay, yeah. Like I was thinking bits. like inventory. I'm like you have so I many mean, jokes. Yeah. You have so many segments. I didn't know how to think it, but it's, you said it's time, it's, right? Right. It's better to. Th- you do, in a way, you do have bits, right? Yeah. You have like certain bits that you do, but it's better to ask somebody like, how much time do you have? Right. So yeah. like somebody that has like 10 minutes versus like 15 minutes or 20 minutes or a headlining spot, which is like an hour. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. that's how kind of like comedy is measured. And then I you guess. said, I think rather than like bits, because like if you think about it, like a, a bit. Right. Or like a sketch or not. No, a sketch is like more like something that's like put on like a TV show. A sketch and a bit aren't even the same. Sketch thing. is like a something that's so like written. an SNL type of. Right. That's thing. a sketch. Yeah. yeah. A bit is more so like a joke, right? A bit is like mm-hmm. what we consider as a joke. But like if you think about it, a bit could be 10 minutes long. You could still yeah. be talking about the same thing or for 10 minutes. Or bits can intertwine, I think, a lot. Right. Yeah, so a joke inside to of a ask joke or... how many bits, Yeah. it's like, it's more so like how much time do you have? Yeah. Right? And then you said there like were differing degrees of, of time, right? You said like there's tight and... Like loose five, yeah, yeah. tight like ten. Yeah, like a tight five, yeah. So like a tight five versus like a tight ten is Which, totally different. What, yeah. is, what, are, what do those things mean? Because I, I think what I would like out of this for listeners is more interest in the comedy scene live and so they sure. know these things going into it. Sure. So like what does that mean having different degrees of time? So like a, yeah, so like a... a, a you can have five minutes where you do comedy, but like a tight five means that you can perform that five every single place that you go and it will always work. Mm-hmm. That's like how it works. Like a tight five means that you can always perform that five minutes. Yeah. And it usually, I mean, depending on your crowd and like how you perform it, of course, will always work. It's a tight five. It means it's cleaned up. Mm-hmm. It means it's uh, put together well. It means it's... Uh, uh, comedy is very like... Um, I like to think of it as like a musical. So like <laughs> like a tight five is... Clean musical phrases with resolve. It's like the joke is... Like there's like punchlines, punchlines, punchlines. Your scenes, your beats. That's what a tight five is. Yeah, Yeah. tight five is something that's like there's no ums or ands Mm -hmm. in between. There's no like figuring, like you already know what your tight five is. It's like 
the beginning of the joke, the middle of the joke, the end of the joke. Mm -hmm. And even if you do several jokes in between, it's still like, you know, exactly where you go. It's a tight five. So it means like it's. Can you think of any examples? I want to, I want to, I think I want to, as far as what is comedy to that larger question of this episode, keep it more about you and what you think of it. So I don't want to bring like celebrities into it too much. But to that point, for like an example for a listener, for like a tight, would you say like the specials, like what we've talked about on Thunderwolf before, well, uh, like uh, Sticks and Stones? Yeah, uh, sure. The Chappelle's, right? Paper right. Tigers those is the other one. Well, those are people that have tight hours. So, right? So, yeah. like when yep, you're yep, yep. starting comedy, your main goal is a tight five. Yeah, you want to build that and foundation, right? And then you start, right? once you have a tight five, then you build two tight fives. Now you have a tight 10. And, like, that's the goal, right? And then Chappelle's and Kevin Hart's and Amy Schumer's, like, all these people that yeah. we're talking about, those have those are people that have tight hours. Yeah. Right? But it begins with the tight five. And when you have a tight five, you build to a tight ten, which is two mm-hmm. tight fives. Right. Exactly. And those are... And then after a ten, then you build to a fifteen. Now you have a tight fifteen. And when we say tight, we mean... Um, something that's very cleaned up. It's not ums in between. Mm-hmm. There's no like. You're not trying to find your way. Yeah, you're not trying to find. You're not you doing new jokes. Up. You know exactly. You know the how parts this, people are gonna know, laugh. Right. Exactly. So you at know that part, at that point, when you have, when you can feel comfortable in having a tight five, a tight ten, etc., that means your material has been tested, tried and true. You've right. gone out, you've explored, exactly. you've found yep. where it, it works, where works. it doesn't, what demographic you're resonating with. All right. of that, right? Right. So even even if the crowd, depending on like where you perform, it's always different. And even if you have a tight five, you always have to kind of form it in a way depending on your crowd. And you have yeah. to listen to your crowd. So like maybe you do your first joke and like before it crushed. And then this crowd, they're like not really into it. You have to like learn. How, it doesn't mean your f- tight five is not still tight. Yeah. It just means like maybe the crowd that you're specifically like performing to is like not super into that <clears throat> part of the joke, right? But it doesn't mean like you don't have a tight five. Correct me if I'm wrong on this, but um, like Ellen DeGeneres, when she first started, she went on Johnny Carson and like the whole big deal with Johnny Carson was to get invited over to the couch. Yeah. And she oh, was the, yeah, one, yeah. the first sure. woman that yeah. got invited over to the couch. I didn't yeah. know that. That's with, really cool. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. It's her. That's really well, cool. Well, I would consider like maybe a type five, and again, I could be wrong on this, but is no, her that's phone a, call oh, to God. God. You skit. have to have a t- And that's, that's what a type five. Yeah. Her phone call to God. If you've never listened oh, to it, Oh, I've listened. It's really good. Exactly, right. It's great. Well, I'll tell you this right now. If you perform on any late show, you type five is no question. Yeah. Like you don't perform unless you have a tight five like period because the truth is you get five minutes Mm -hmm. so it's got to be tight it's got to be fucking tight at all times is that is that like the base level so if if they're trying out if tv is trying out someone new they'll give them a tight five that's like the the protocol standard basically yeah well i mean like any television show that's giving someone the opportunity to do five minutes means that first of all that person is smart enough to know that they have five minutes yeah and that means that they're not like they're gonna do a tight five always always they they, you're gonna do your best jokes 
four or five minutes. That's it. That's all you have. Mm -hmm. And you have to build it like a musical, right? So, like, the joke begins, and then once you have a minute left, you know you have a minute to wrap it up. That's got to be your best shit. It's got to be your biggest laughs. Your finale at the fireworks show. You have to end on a... On an upswing. Yep. So, yeah, a tie five is super important. Like, I think anybody that goes on, I don't think, I know, actually, I know that anybody that has five minutes on, like, a late show, that's, it's called their tight five. It's a part of their tight 20, maybe. Yeah. But they're using a specific part of their tight five that's so good that they feel really confident Mm -hmm. about. Because they're performing it on like a live show. Yeah. And it's important. Yeah. So, yeah, for sure. That's, it's, it's a very, it's a very different way of looking at it from what I was before you told me that. Ever since that moment. I don't know. Was that a year ago? Two years ago? I think two. It might have been two. two. Yeah. From that moment, though, I've really considered that. And I know that's. It's as fun, far as we right? got in it's that conversation, fun to, like, then look at comedy yeah, that way, right? Yeah, it's fun. Yeah, it's it changed fun my perception think, of it. Yeah, I think a lot of people don't think about it that way and think about how much like thought and like really heart goes into it. Because like I think a lot of people think of comedy and look at comedy and they're like, "Uh, this person is funny. Mm-hmm. I think they should get up on stage." But like when you really look at it and when you really break it out, it's an art. It's an art form. Hundred percent. It's a straight up an art form. So like when you talk about a type five, somebody that's really serious about it and that's like really good at comedy looks at it as an art form and they see it as like a mute. I, I always explain it as a musical. I think I think of comedy as like a musical. I think of like beginning song middle song ending song right rather whether you have like an hour or five minutes i always think of it that way it's like a you're taking the crowd on a journey yeah you're bringing them with you you're making them feel what you feel on stage you're acting like this situation and then the way to end it is like it's you so like you have to make them feel like they're with you the entire yeah. time and that's really hard to do it's really hard to do i so have it's like, never it's, done it yeah i can only imagine how at, difficult that yeah. is i think it's just beautiful to like look at comedy that way because a lot of yeah. people think comedy is like this person makes me laugh at work mm-hmm. and it's like that's true and that is comedy. But when you really talk about like the art form of comedy and like comedians yeah. and like stand up comedians, the people that really work hard, not even like there's a different discipline to it. Yeah. Somebody who can sing good in the shower or sing well in the shower right, it's a different versus thought getting process. on stage and yeah. putting on a show or touring. Right. Or but just if you think about like people and like the person in my mind right now is Caitlin Palufalo. And please look her up. She's awesome. She just uh did a show on like the late show don't let me forget when we finish this i'll put that in the uh description so people can find that so she's a great example of like what that looks like right she's a very funny person but then she's very good at at um doing like a tight five and um understanding like how the crowd works and like listening to the crowd and like understanding like i'm still gonna do this same joke because that's in my type five, 
But the way that I say it or the way that I deliver it or the pauses that I take yeah. in between, like it's so important. It's it's all about like uh, melody. It's a melody. It's like I have to listen at the time. Like maybe they're not really feeling like I just said earlier, like you may came like come out with like this first joke. Yeah. And one crowd thinks you're the fucking most funny person ever. And then the next crowd will think like, haha. Yeah. And that's what happens. Like that's comedy. Like that happens all the time. And you have to be able to listen to your crowd at the time. It's not because your joke's not funny. No. Your joke's funny. Yeah. It's just about your crowd. And then after that, the way that so if the first joke didn't land, first of all, now or maybe didn't land like the other jokes land. Now you have to change your delivery on the spot. On stage, you have to change it. Because you already know your jokes are funny. You already know you have the punchline. That's not the point. The point, it's acting. It's like acting Mm -hmm. on stage. It's improvising on stage. Yeah. Which is like, I feel like that's the part of comedy that people don't recognize. People are like, uh, Eddie Murphy, hilarious. Mm -hmm. Chappelle, hilarious. But I'm like... Chappelle, Chappelle, yeah, it's a character. Yeah, Chappelle is going up there. He's listening. He's listening, right? And when you're in that situation, you do those jokes. We see him on like specials and he kills it, right? He does amazing every single time, right? But he also, he's listening. And he's recognizing that one joke does a certain way and then he delivers it another way and that's much funnier it's like a a a great comedian is a good sociologist oh for sure i think that's a pretty yeah yeah for sure from what from what you've been saying i that that ability it's not just being funny it's not just being contextually say a joke not at all so much about yeah, then, that discipline of right. knowing your crowd. And then there's also, so there's that part of it where when you're actually on stage and then and then there's the part of being off stage, right? So there's two different parts. There's the part of you being on stage and and knowing all of that and learning how to like improvise and, and, and whatever. And then there's the complete opposite when you're off stage and how you act like how you act like off stage um like how you talk to bookers how you talk to hosts how you talk to people that are around you the politics of the whole scene yeah how you talk to fans like it's all about it's two different jobs a job on stage is a different job than being off stage and you have to have both if you're a good comedian you have to have both period and yeah i feel like a lot of people don't recognize that about comedy how long have you is the question right to say how long have you been involved or how long have you been performing yeah. comedy is that is that a good question no, yeah now it's, we're questioning yeah. every way we ask yeah. well it, it, <laughs> is it okay to ask <laughs> not not so much like okay but i'm trying to i want to get into that place where i'm asking the right questions because i, yeah, yeah. I understand the discipline of it right so asking like how, how long, long have, have you been you involved yeah yeah to what degree mm-hmm. that changes i think based sure. on your answer yeah. no i think that's totally a fair question is really what you should ask is 
I mean, not just me, but like other comedians, like how long have you been doing stand up? Right. Like, that's a good question for me. I've I my first time I ever did stand up was three years ago. But really what I consider like doing stand up, which means going to open mics, doing shows constantly, you know, stuff like that. I've really only been doing it for like a year and a half year, like not that long. But also, like, my um, favorite thing to do is produce. I like to produce. So I like to produce comedy. So, like, I love to watch comedy. That's why I'm so into the fact that comedy is a, a musical and a right. melody. I like to watch Like directors that, and actors, as right, you said. It's, it's exactly like a director. Yeah, I like to watch. It's fun. Personally, my comedy, I'm not really into. I'm not really that funny. To be honest. Into your style or your how you write jokes or just like me performing comedy. I'm not really gotcha. like a super funny person or whatever. Like I like to do comedy and I like to perform it here and there and like I'm okay. Mm-hmm. But when I really actually watch, my thing is like producing. That's fun for me. It's fun for me to watch other people that are really good, and then <clears throat> watch them and be like. I, I see what you're doing. Yeah. I see yep. you improvising on stage. I see... I've seen your jokes five times already. And I see that you get it. I see that you're, your joke is the same, but you're forming it to this crowd. Yeah. And that's when I know that they're a good comedian. So when I can watch them five times in a row and see them form it. Adapt to, to each and yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah exactly. Ref- uh, they, that's fun for me. Refining that's that when cadence, I know. Yeah, right? that's when I know someone's good is when I can see them form it to whatever crowd. If they're not, like I said earlier, if you do that first joke and they're not really into it and I watch someone like turn it yeah. and like still tell the exact same joke that I've seen them do five times. But turn it and like make it good to the point where the crowd is following to the end. Yeah. That's beautiful. That's that's comedy for me. That's comedy is when you can watch someone. That's why I really love to produce. Like I do comedy because I'm in the scene. Yeah. I don't do comedy because I'm good or I feel like I'm going to be something. This. Yeah. Like no, that. not at all. I think I would much rather be. I'm much behind the scenes. Yeah. Oh, for sure. I'm much more interested in like producing and do, do a lot of producers start on, on stage, front stage doing stand up. Is that how most people in comedy get that start? Like, um, keeping with the theme, uh, Tarantino. Sure. He knew his craft before he'd ever started his craft from knowing all his movies, but he didn't start with acting. He went right to directing. So is is there like a step? Do you have to start with doing comedy? stand-up into producing? Or do you, can you just go straight to producing if you can know the right people and show that you know your shit? Right. Um, in, in my personal opinion, um, unless you do comedy or you're around comedy, you don't really have a good idea of what it looks like to be yeah. a producer. So yeah, of course. But it doesn't mean that like you have to be... Because, like, for me, right, like, I'm not a good stand-up comedian. I'm not. Like, I'm not. I, I, I have no shame in saying that. I, I'm okay with saying that. But I also have been around it enough and done it myself enough now that I understand what it takes and how hard it is. Yeah. 
that I can be a producer. So now, like, as a producer, I can be like, I recognize when people are having a hard time. I recognize when people are not that good. I recognize it's also fun because, like, I can I can see people that are new and I can be like, you have potential. I can see their potential. That's cool. That's really cool. Just like it's me, like, where I'm not a good comedian, but I can see these people that are like okay you know what you're looking for yeah exactly yeah i know what i'm looking for yeah just like and like directing like you said with tarantino but also so many actors started out acting 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 and now are moving into that role of directing and what better way to know it and be amazing than Than to have done done it themselves not only just know the art of it and the act of it but to just understand the personal like effects that it has on somebody and yeah. that could just make you understand something like so much more. Yeah. Um, so exactly. that, makes, that makes perfect sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Paige, sure. would you ever do stand up or have you ever done stand up? No, I haven't. And I definitely wouldn't. And honestly, because of like knowing you now, I, I've been told like, a, I'm not like tooting my own horn, but like, Paige, you should do stand up. Yeah, yeah. Like, you're funny. Right? Yeah. I would say the same thing. Yeah. 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 Very so, funny. I'm funny, but like, I'm not like, funny because i purposely did it i'm your right. room I'm, of friends funny that's how i yeah, feel like yeah, I am. i'm not like original i couldn't write this stuff like yeah, if i said is, something funny it's because i was being a sarcastic bitch and it just came out to which me. is right. what comedy comes down to right because yeah. like that's what happens people are like you're funny you're a funny yeah. person you're a funny person try up like go up and then they start to recognize like oh this is a way bigger thing yeah than what i thought like this is a way more of an art form it's like somebody that's like good at drawing and then they come into the scene and people are like, y- you don't get it. Like there's so much more to drawing yeah. and painting. It's probably a you. good start to be somebody who's funny in a room. Somebody being told, hey, you're you funny. Yeah. yeah. But I, I think yes and no. I'm I, kind of exactly a that's, either way. That's where I think you can. I think there's there's so many comics that I've met that are not funny in person yeah. or that are just like normal people like that you would have chill. no yeah you would have no clue that they're a comedian but that's because when you get up on stage it's an act it's, it changes it's a written everything act yeah it's the like stage a, changes everything yeah, about a person yeah yeah mm-hmm. it's it's a performance it is it's completely a performance yeah for sure jacob i mean you know that because you've done a lot of acting in your life yeah which is I think one of the other things we had talked about at the Metro that night was just that, about the mindfulness of character. Uh, For sure, yeah. Because I am, I'm Jacob, I'm me. And how I am in, a, in one room of people is different than another, but right. at the core, I'm me. But when I got up on stage acting, doing a character, a full performance, I'm still me in that it is me. But I have changed everything about me sure. to be what yeah, I yeah. need to be for that moment. Exactly. And yeah. that, that transformation right. is so the performance. A lot of, yeah. A lot of my, in like relation to that, a lot of my jokes are, they're all about me, but a lot of times they're exaggerated because the exaggeration right. is the joke, right? Yep. So that's the part of the joke. So like, I am me. I'm still telling true story and not only like me just like in general as a comedian like this this applies to a lot of people we're all telling stories that are close to us because the truth is unless you're personal people don't relate so you got to be yourself in comedy you have to yeah right so everyone's being their self on stage and however they perform that or however like they say that it's all very personal and it's all very true 
And that's the fun thing about, like, comedy is, like, um, the, in my opinion, you have to draw from the truth always. Always. Whatever your truth is, yep. you have to draw from it. You have to. Method acting. That's, yeah, that's exactly. Yeah, that's what makes people connect with you. Yep. Is when you start to draw from your truth. So, like. I have a boyfriend that is uh, on house rest, right? He's been on house rest for a long time. He draws from that. He draw- That's not a, a world that we can relate to. Yeah. But his job is to make him on house rest, like, relate to you. Regardless of if you've been on house rest or not, his right. job is to relate. Make you feel make that. You make feel you feel like that. Or not even that, but just, like, make you understand what he's going through. So that it's funny. Because yep. now once he's got you on your side, regardless, you don't have to be on house rest to think he's funny. Right? Like, once he gets to the point where he can be like, this is relatable and like, you can understand on this point. Now everything that he says is funny. And like, that's the point, right? So it's like, the point is to make it very personal. And then after you make it personal, you're like, you're good. You're golden. I had somebody say once, um, there was like this comedian that somebody, I can't remember like who was talking about it. It's been a few years, but that, oh, like, you know, what could he possibly be like talking about? How could I possibly relate to him? Because, you know, he's just like grew up in this like rich family, right. blah, 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 blah. Like he had no pain to make fun of or anything like that. And like, I get where they're coming from, but at the same time, I've always been like, isn't that kind of the whole point of it is to make so then, you relate in some I was gonna way say, to them? So Just then, they're rich, they can't be yeah. funny. So then I you're don't... so then his job as a comedian is to say, I have no tragedies. Yeah. I have no tragedies. Make, I'm yeah, and then point start to make yeah, for being yeah, yeah, exactly. It's very like yeah, self. You yeah, you're it, in comedy. You call it like your voice, like whatever your voice is. Yeah is is like what you should talk about like your experience but it doesn't mean your experience even if it's so far-fetched as like house arrest or like selling cocaine or like so like i'm not i don't know anything about that but that can still make me laugh because if you make it relatable not even relatable to the sense like if you were to sell co- not relatable in that sense that's not what i mean by like relatable but i just the mean emotions like, or the like scenarios emotions. that feeling. humanize it yeah. yeah yeah exactly yeah, I I love that there are so many parallels. I I have I was interested in, but I did not consider myself a musician when we had this conversation. Sure. I wasn't doing any music. I was I was writing, but I wasn't doing any of these things. And now I'm at a point where we're doing shows. You know, we're we're going out. We're yeah. doing these things. Awesome I think shows, by the way. Oh, Check thank them you. out. Tribes. We uh, what I what I was saying with the relatable to that though is how similar. The concept is from what you're describing how you approach that mental discipline that mental uh physical even emotional sure. art of comedy yeah. is so similar yeah oh yeah to how i'm thinking through that's why music I through to a musical exactly or that's that's like my best yeah. idea of like there's a beginning a middle and an end and it makes you feel a certain way right, right? music does the exact same yep. thing it's like the words that you say or not even sometimes when there's music that doesn't have any words it still can make you feel a certain way from beginning to end yeah 
that's comedy yeah taking that and making it relatable it's really cool uh from that level now thinking and having experienced it uh how comedians musicians actors they're all of the entertainment world but the right. good ones all do that exact same thing exactly every one of them exactly. so even that understanding it and explaining that i think is a really relatable way for people on the outside sure. to feel it sure. that it's not just this that it i mean it, there is a separation well, there's a delineation of that understanding but yeah so also with like music i'm sure it's the same thing mm-hmm. with like comedians so like in our scene there's probably as a total there's probably like a hundred comedians and i would say like six six people like really get it yeah and really are like the people that are like writing musicals to where they're writing sets to where they can perform it and they're they're adjusting to like the what it's really hard to do so like just like music right like a lot of people can perform music but a lot of people don't really make it or get anywhere same thing with comedy like the people that make it or get somewhere are people that are really that really understand what it's like to perform. Yeah. In not only like alternate scenes, like bar shows and stuff, but like club scenes. And not only that, but they understand the difference between club scenes and bar shows, right? Yeah, exactly. So it's starting yeah. to yeah, it's starting to understand like um, it's starting to understand uh, like just like I said before, like the crowd that you're performing to right so if you for example i've performed for a crowd in rural illinois no one was there there's probably 15 people there that's a different crowd than i'm gonna do at helium comedy club in downtown indianapolis which is a club show right right? same jokes same jokes same set right same set there as same set here but the way that you perform it and the way that you talk about it and the way that you deliver is so much different. It's it's so much. And if you don't know that as a comedian, you, you're you nothing. Like, yeah. you're never going to get that. And I would say that the most of the majority of the people in the comedy scene don't get that. Yeah. At all. I, I think we see that Which a lot right now. Which is why people don't make it. Yeah. Which is why there's probably five comedians right now that you could name you know what i'm saying that's why there's nobody which is what i think we're seeing right now too with political comedy right like political comedy is inherently divisive your crowd is either going to love it or hate it depending on the state the community that and i don't think that that is something that's very well understood from comedy that i've seen it's just like right now all fuck trump like that's that's comedy, right? I don't think so. Uh, yeah. I, I, I feel like it can be way more nuanced than that. Right. What do you think about that, though? Because my opinion political is... Political comedy? Mm-hmm. What do you think about political comedy? What do you think, Paige? I don't love it because I don't... First off, I don't really follow politics that much, and I, it's just a big, like, boner killer for me. Sure. Like, I, there's so many different views, and I have my opinions. Everyone else has theirs. And like you said... Like, you're going to say one thing that might be hilarious to some people about Trump, but other people get so offended, especially in this day of age. I just think it's really risky, but at, I mean, but at the same time, I'm a person, too, that let's say I'm a Trump supporter. I'm not. But let's say I am. I can still 
recognize something that's funny. Something yeah. that, but that's who I am. Yeah. Like, I don't have to understand or agree with you to understand that something's funny. Right. Like, not so a lot then, of people are like that. So then that's what brings back being relatable. Yep. Right? To your crowd. Yeah. You have to recognize your crowd. Like I said, I did a show in Southern Illinois, which was nobody. And those people don't want to hear about my like certain political and i have to recognize that if you're a right good, and again i'm not talking about like myself as a comedian i'm just talking about like in general comedians that are smart and like are really doing this for money and like they really want to like actually do this they rec the smart ones <clears throat> recognize that they know they know their crowd they know yep. where they're at exactly they know in Indiana, they can't do the same jokes as LA. Mm-hmm. They can't. Yeah, they sure. can't. They don't. It's not an option. Like, and like I said before, like if you you can still do the same joke, that same type five, but it's got to be different or delivered a different way. That's it. You, yeah. And that's that's my point of it. I think is it's all the same joke, right? Because so if we talk about political yeah. situations, right? You have it's to a, vary it's a that different delivery. comedy. Yeah. Different delivery, right? Yep. So like if you're delivering it, if like let's break it down, right? If you're delivering delivering it to Republicans, you got to deliver it a different way than you deliver it to a crowd of liberals. Like for example, and I'm this is all supposition, correct it. Uh you might if you're doing a a fuck Trump joke to Republicans, maybe make it more of a question oh, yeah. than a statement. Exactly. Fuck Trump, but, exactly. But but you're out yeah, in like, LA know, yeah, and or, it's a definitive, or, it's like a right. rally call. Right. Exactly. Yep. Exactly. Same joke, but a different delivery Same with joke, a different intention. Different delivery. Yep. Exactly. Yeah. See, I, I love that. And that's the beautiful thing about comedy, right? Yeah. It's like that's our job is to Deliver in a certain, and once you get to a certain point, and once you're a certain kind of headliner, and once you're a certain kind of comedian, like there becomes this like unforgiveness where like you're gonna deliver the joke regardless of who your crowd is because the the per, the, the the point is is that they came to see you right, yeah. so they know you already. So like I mean, once you get to that point, then you can do your jokes. Now you start to be able to do your jokes how you want to do your jokes. Yeah, but like yeah. if you, if you're a situation where you're like below that and you don't have that option, you have to be able to read. Yeah. Well, you a perfect example to. of that too is, I think it's Amy Schumer, but I don't know for sure. But I think she like started off this joke with, um, you know, I have a friend who just recently had an abortion and like, I've heard her tell that joke two different ways and I'm assuming it would be to two different crowds because one afterwards she said, baby killer, am I right? this bitch and then the other one she was like pro um pro choice am i right so like yeah. that's how she yeah and that little sentence same there, joke. yeah if you say right if you say tell the joke if you say exactly yeah yeah that's exactly right that's a that's a great example saying baby killer is hilarious right it's hilarious you're you're very offensive you're very forward you're very like in your face yeah. right and and people like that and it's funny and if you're liberal baby killer is like a funny word it's two words that are funny together right Mm -hmm. yeah but then if if you're performing in front of another group that you have to be a little bit more careful exactly what she's saying 
saying what'd she say uh pro pro choice opposite so like i think for like when she said like the baby killer thing she was like joking but at the same time like in a way like maybe more conservative people can relate like yeah baby killer but there was like pro-choice yeah like, because they yeah. already think yeah. it yeah and you know they, that they already they think, think it same jo- right you're playing same off of jo- that mentality exactly. yeah. that's exact so that's your job as me yeah isn't that beautiful it is it, that they that that's the that is what i'm talking about when i talk about the art of comedy that is someone mm-hmm. that really gets it and understands how everything works <laughs> together yeah it's boxing at this sorry point. Yeah, I'm it, hitting the punching mic. the shit out of this mic something i think is really cool uh is I, i've never drawn this com- comparison i guess um or similarity sorry i'm trying to like get away from the mic i do that all the time dueling so hard yeah i don't want you guys to hear it but there are a lot of times in which i am either like exhaling into the mic and you can definitely hear it later uh, but I always try not to as well. With uh, morality. So I, I've been thinking a lot about what is morality? What is ethics? Um, and I've arrived at, I think, like the three pillars of where ethics and morality sit on. It's context, intention, and observation. I think those three things are hyper important to derive at a conclusion that is a moral or ethical code. So you have to know the context of the society. You have to know the intention of that delivery or why it's done, that act, that statement, something. Sure, yeah. And how well does that play with comedy? Oh, beautiful. It sits there. So now I'm questioning too, and I really want to sit and explore, and maybe this is something for another time we can talk about, of the, the similarity then of the ethics of comedy, because this sounds like it's sitting at the same place. To be a good comedian and deliver a good joke, to have continuity in that, you have to know the context. You have to know your placement. You have to know your joke. You have to know your intention. Mm -hmm. If you're just saying the joke without an intention, you've lost a whole part of what comedy right. sits mm-hmm. on what are you trying to say exactly what are you trying what to say what is that intention right and then that what observation yeah uh the observation both self-awareness but also as a secondary yeah. someone you're delivering it to yeah so that's really interesting that both that comedy and uh morality well maybe that is comedy right like that was kind of the oh, overarching sure. intention yeah, of, of this episode yeah. is what is that question what is comedy yeah yeah, right. That that builds into it. I mean, like, what is comedy? I mean, that's such a big statement. But at the end of the day, comedy is uh, you. It's yeah. you. It's you. So, like, every comedian that's good and that does something, it's you. It's Ali Wong is herself, right? Kevin and I'm bringing up the big names, right? I don't, I don't usually like like to do that. But yeah. At the end of the day, you know who Ali Wong is. Mm-hmm. You know who Amy Schumer is. You know who Kevin Hart is, and that is three different voices. Very, very, different very voices different voices. Of comedy, but you know exactly who they are. Yeah. That is comedy. Is it is knowing who that person is to a core, which is knowing their what voice, I, like you yeah, said, right? which wraps around to what I was saying originally was like. Your jokes and what you do is supposed to be your voice. And, like, it can be exaggerated, of course. Like, it can be, like, uh, not true to an extent. But that's your job is to make something funny, right? But it's your voice. Originally, when I was talking about like that, 
boyfriend that um house arrest right Mm -hmm. house arrest like that is his voice that is what he had he's going through yeah that is his voice and it's hilarious and he doesn't he doesn't have to relate to people that are that are not on uh, that have a never lot experienced of people yeah a lot of people have not of, been on, it doesn't matter yeah exactly it doesn't matter it doesn't matter it shouldn't right? if like, he's good and it sounds like right. he is right well i mean do you guys like dave Chappelle? who dave no Chappelle. i hate him he sucks right but you do right but yeah. have you I probably can relate is. in any way to him no i'm kidding obviously but my point like is can you hold up relate who to is anyone? he though jacob i don't have time for this we're on a podcast about what is comedy damn Dave Chappelle's a comedian. <laughs> <laughs> Huge comedian. My point is is that you can't... I can't relate to a middle-aged black man. On right. Many, but some, like what Lexi's saying is he makes me relate to On all, that demographic exclusion specifically. Ex- that and like just the things that he talks about, jokes about, all that kind of stuff. But I've, I listen to him all the time. Yeah. Like I still think he's hilarious. Paige, what would you say? Do you, do you have anything that's different from this? Uh, as far as what is comedy. I 100% disagree with everything you guys have said. Yeah. In literally every single way. Well, good thing we're at 52 minutes and we don't have to listen to anything <laughs> you have to say. No, I agree with everything. Couldn't agree more. I like it. This has been really fun. We've talked about doing this podcast now since before there was a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, I, before turning it over to you two as far as uh, what's going on in your lives, and I definitely want to hear about if there is, if there's not, whatever. Um, I want to shout out to uh, Shane, who, again, is not here today. But at the last minute, I asked him if I could borrow the mics tonight from our spare bedroom studio, and he got that done for us so we could do this podcast. Thank you, Shane. I uh, want to also say shout out to Justin Kelly of Juice in the Morning. Um, Lexi, are, do you know who that is? I... Juice in the Morning. So he is a uh, someone I have met through podcasting, become a friend with him, and okay. he has just recently started to do stand-up comedy. And he has recently been going and doing, I would assume, building a Type 5. Uh, something actually, after having this episode, I really want to talk to him about, so uh, I think that's pretty cool. But now, open the floor, Lexi. What have you got going on in your life and where can people find you lexi madrid will be hosting all weekend for you've heard it here first or probably last nicole byer on december 27th through 29th at the helium comedy club in indianapolis indiana it's gonna be huge what's that date again um, it's a weekend, so December 27th through the 29th. So yep. it's three days. Two, two weeks, right? It's not, it's, whole weeks. it's not three days. No. Two it's nights. Not. It's a whole festival of Lexi yeah. comedy. It Whatever is. that is. Here's the thing, guys. <laughs> I'm just hosting. I'm a hoster. I said that. A host, which is a whole nother thing that we should get into whole about comedy because hosting is a whole nother job. Yeah. As a comedian. Yeah. Definitely a different. There's rules to hosting yeah. for sure, uh, which is uh, hosting is yeah like a whole different job so, of whole being like a stand up <laughs> comedian. Like knowing the craft hosting and introducing is, hosting and... is a different job. It's a job. Yeah, it's a job. My job is to uh, 
let the crowd know about the rules. It's my job is to get them warmed up and excited and fun and, and loose. My job is to, you know, like let them know about like the next comedian that's coming. Like there's so much. And also like a host at a club is different than a host at like an alternate scene, like where. And you're going to be hosting at a club this time Helium, on the 27th, yeah. right? Comedy Club. Mm-hmm. 27th, Helium Helium the 29th. Comedy Club, December 27th through 29th. Is yeah. it tickets? Do people buy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Where, buy where do they up, get that? Buy Awesome. I'm hosting for Nicole Byer. Mm-hmm. Nicole Byer, which is the main part of this whole thing. Nicole Actress, Byer is writer, awesome. comedian. Actress, writer. What does she not She's do? awesome. Yeah, so really, you're not coming to see me. You're coming to see Nicole. I'm only I'm only the little baby host. That but. is precious, but I do want to say before we get off here, because um, I feel like you kind of sold yourself short throughout this podcast a little yeah, bit. Yeah, right. Um, I don't know a lot about comedy. Typical comedians, <laughs> am I right? Yeah, those depressed fucks. <laughs> <laughs> um, but... I have been friends with you for a few years now, and I knew, like, before that you want to get into this, you had an interest, and I've been told that. We've talked about that. But then I've actually been able to see you a few times now, like, I don't know, like, a handful of times. And it's just, like, it's, like, kind of, like, a proud mama just, like, watching you up there. It's just cool to see, like, people you know and love that you know deserve, like, all the best things and everything they want in life to just, like... You, like, there's just so much passion. Like, you can just tell you freaking love it. And whether you think you're good or whether you're going to go anywhere with that and whether you're just going to be in the background, you love it. And it's amazing to see you do it. And I would disagree. I think you're very good. Um, <laughs> Thank you. But I just want to say that, that if you guys haven't seen her, then you should. And you should support her because she's going to be a big deal, whether it's an actual comedian or behind the scenes. She's going to do great things in life. Thanks, Thanks, babe. I love you a lot. Thanks, babe. You talented bitch. I want to come see you. I haven't. I haven't got to see you yet. Well, you can see me at Helium Comedy Club <laughs> on December twenty seventh through twenty ninth. Whatever that means. Do you have social media, or do you want people to find you or reach out or anything on there? I do have media. Yeah. What? What's your social media? You know what? Nobody go see her. She's actually really annoying. Actually, forget it. Um. This all sucks. No, the cool thing about social media is that I am everything at Lexi Madrid, L E X Y M A D R I D. So, uh, no dashes, no spaces, spaces, spacious, spacious, no spaces or no dashes. Uh, yeah, but you're also cool a master of accents, but we don't have time for that no. yet. Um, Let's not get into that. We'll do that next time. <laughs> yeah. Next time you come on, which next, there will be mean? a next time, right? What next, you mean? Next time there won't be a next time. Paige might not be here I next time. Wrap that. I will. I, that, <laughs> I, will so I was gonna say I will wrap that song if you give me the time. I don't no, know what time, is happening. Yeah. It's an next time there will be no next time. You heard it here first. There will be no next time with Lexi. This is a one and done on Thunderwolf Podcast. I'll be back for the rest, actually. Shane's fired and Paige has taken over. She's flying back from Colorado. She's not. Uh, She's not moving back. back. Paige, what have you got going on? Do you have anything? Did we get everything before <laughs> yeah, Paige? Yeah, what shows do you have going on, before Paige, Paige? Yeah, go ahead. Talk about it. Did we finish it. everything, Lexi? It's a show life and I'm failing hard. Right. Sick. All right. That's Those depressive fucks. Mm-hmm. No, I don't have anything like that going on. I just live in Colorado now. Oh, I mean, I'm getting my real estate license. Some would say that's Hey, that's pretty cool. <laughs> so that's anyways, another thing that we talked Helium about a long Comedy time ago, Club. isn't it? <laughs> anyways. Yeah, Helium Comedy Club on the 27th. What did you say, Jacob? I think you were asking me personally a question. No, I think he wasn't. Anyways, 
let's wrap up this yeah, podcast. Yeah, we'll wrap it up. Uh, next week's <laughs> guest is, uh, who did we say we were going to have on? Uh, that one, the rhino from Ace Ventura, Pet Detective. <laughs> uh, we got his agent on the phone and oh he'll God. be in here soon. That's uh, huge. Yeah, it is. It's very huge. Huge. Like, like that's huge. Uh, thank you so much for listening to this episode. It's been a lot of fun. Um, a little different than what we uh, normally do, just given that this is a spontaneous thing. Uh, let us know what you think in the Facebook at Thunderwolf Podcast or Instagram Thunderwolf underscore podcast. Mm-hmm. The Twitter, it exists, but no one uses that. So go to teespring.com slash A-A-W-O-O. That's teespring.com slash awoo. To check out all of the new Thunderwolf merchandise that we have. We have three designs now. I'm fighting over the house. I love it. Doing your theme song. And uh, Intro song. we have some new on there. For anybody who saw the Facebook message that I had posted regarding the uh, Black Friday and then into Cyber Monday for your Teespring coupon code. Uh, I don't know why that didn't work, but it didn't. So if you try to buy a shirt and that code didn't work, uh, send a message to me. Uh, I'll, I'll get it checked as soon as possible. Um, I, I, w- I want to get you that deal steal so you can buy all of the merchandise for everybody you know. I'm currently wearing every part of my clothing right now is Thunderwolf Podcast. You got the Thunderwolf Podcast leggings on. Uh-huh. You got the Thunderwolf Podcast socks on uh-huh. because we got both of those things. Oh, yeah. We do. You have the Thunderwolf t-shirt and a hoodie over it. I'm cold, so I, I doubled Thunderwolf podcasted. Yeah. You have the Thunderwolf beanie. That doesn't exist yet, but that's a teaser. I have it, though. And you are wearing the Thunderwolf uh, fleece blanket and the wall tapestry as yeah. a cape right now. I just really wanted to get in the zone for this. And uh, most importantly, not only top to bottom am I covered in Thunderwolf, but it's in my heart. And I think that's the most important thing. That is the most important thing. Uh, when I say Paige... When I say time's up, you say goodbye, okay? Thanks, everybody, for listening. Time's up. Good morning. Fuck. (laughs) 